Welcome to episode two, season two, three. We're on episode three. We're on episode three? Yeah. What happened on episode two? Cassie and Dave came. What was episode one? We just started. No. Anyhow, welcome to episode three, season two. I've got it. I'm on point. Of We Have a Microphone. And despite our best efforts of moving around country to country and traveling, we still have this microphone. Which people forget we did take on the road for like nine months of not having a fixed address. Yep. And I don't think we used it. (laughs) We did the entire time we carried it with us. I know, right? Yeah. And then we took it on a cruise ship couple times maybe we did and i don't think we used it there right no we did we did did. a whole episode we had an episode from a cruise yeah 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 with the the foghorn was in the background we set up a little table i was also informed that we had a repeat cocktail which is my problem what was it it was the corpse reviver number two apparently we drank that twice are we we Um, sure that this cocktail isn't a repeat i don't think it's going to be a repeat but i will get on that right now oh yeah let's get on that so, yeah, this is the segment where I, I waste time, and a lot of people come to me, like, a lot of people, and they ask, you know, what are your keys to success for having, like, a top-rated podcast, which this is clearly one of the best podcasts in the world, and I tell them, first of all, it's consistency, you know, you shouldn't have large gaps in your episodes, and also careful editing and high sound quality, so these are, like, all the hallmarks of a great show. And uh, I like to feel like we here at Wham Show try to always be consistent. We're a ABC, always be consistent <laughs> and d- edited. That's a D, edited. Um, yeah, I know that that's not true. So Michael was making a cocktail over there. That was the end of that bit. I thought that was going to take a bit longer. It's coming, it's coming. No, I know. No, I'm not saying. You're going fast. I just thought I'm going to make this joke and it'll be funny and I'll keep winging on it. Um, but as everybody knows, our strict rule is that this podcast. Well, I guess okay. No, but for real, people ask, "What the hell's the concept?" That is a uh, that it that is a that is a question we get, and they they wonder why we don't edit. And I feel like basically the mo for this is it's like what it, it, this is the same as hanging out with us. So we just talk some bullshit, and we drink. <laughs> we know things, and we drink. Uh, like Tyrion Lannister. Um, that was a great pop culture reference, I know. Uh, yeah, so that's this. Maybe we should just rename this whole cop, uh, show, we, we Drink and Know Things. Um, we'll but yeah, lose our if we lose our microphone, well, you're right. Then we wouldn't be able to share our knowledge. So I guess that is the most important part. Uh, no, but if it's like it's like uh, Hampton and Michael Verite is the deal. Um, hey, a cocktail just arrived. I see here we are. Uh, this is up, this served up in a beautiful martini glass, but a coupe style because we don't do those sharp edges around here. Um, it seems to have like a lovely kind of bourbony flavor or color, but it's got like a little lighter. So I'm guessing we have. I'm guessing this is. Jen with like sweet vermouth based off the color and then okay there's a uh, lime peel kind of sitting on the edge so Michael thank you. what, what do thank we have? for that wonderful description let's cheers cheers and let's yeah. take a sip okay let's see mm. that's lovely okay so what am I getting I'm getting some earthy flavors here it's certainly spirit forward what why are you laughing at no, me no no this is a great description yeah, um, 
I feel like there is some sort of mezcal or tequila in this. Yep. Maybe so, a Luxardo. So it's called the Sportsando. Or it's the what? A, a variation on the Sportsando. Sport. Sportsando. Sportsando. So it's a music term. I feel like this is something that um, we can come to in a second. Sportsando. S-F-O-R-Z-A-N-D-O. Sportsando. What language is that? That is Italian. Sportsando? S-F. Sportsando. Yeah. Well... So what it what it has is uh, it's rye, um, a mixture of a really strong rye and a bourbon actually, um, and then I have a a bit of mezcal, a bit of Benedictine, and a bit of dry vermouth, yeah, topped off with yeah. some chocolate bitters and then a lime. I feel like the combination of mezcal, chocolate bitters, and lime goes really well together, mm. um, and then the. I think those are the stars of the drink, and then, um, yeah, stirred and served up. So, Sportsando, yeah, it's a music term. It's Google says it's a real term, so yeah, and it means very, very strong. Sorry, I no, it's with sudden emphasis. Oh, okay. So that's or uh, and you can use it in a non-musicy uh, way. Yeah, apparently, just like any time that there's sudden or marked emphasis. I realized this the other day when so my parents were in town and we played a trivia game. And one of the trivia categories was music terms in Italian. And I thought they were pretty common knowledge, but... Nope. Apparently not. Forte means strong. Right. And so obviously you can see the root of forte, F-O-R-Z, like Roma Forza. Like that's a, I think that's like a party in Italy. What? Forza Roma. Isn't that a... Or maybe that's a chant that the football team uses. Maybe it's Forza Italia. And I don't know if it's a right-wing party. I think it was Berlusconi's party, wasn't it? Anyway. Is this like Forza, the racing game? There's no Forza? S on the start. Yeah, see, you don't know a video game. Right? I don't know video People games. People out there are like, whoa. I know, I know, video game I know world politics. You know video games. No, no. Michael, your level of world politics here was a, a, a fellow EU member where, I don't know, maybe it's a political party or a football that's, team or that's, a chance. That's more than what you knew. And then, I think it's all then three. you just grabbed the only uh, Italian political name that anybody knows. It was probably Berlusconi. But I know, I think Forza Italia is a kind of a right-wing party, and I know Berlusconi's kind of right-wing. I feel like it was an educated guess, at the very least. Hmm. It's got me far so far. I know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that one. Yeah, Forza emphasis Italy. I think Forza means strong. Yeah, but Sforzando. Sforzando is like obviously it's not it literally the same word. It's a derivative of Forza. Alright, we're looking up Forza. Look, look, look up, up Forza Italia. Look up Forza Italia. Do it right now. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Wait, you're the one. Forza. F O R Z A. Forza. No, not with an S. This is just Forza. Well, why do you think they're related? Because one has just an S on the beginning. Forza yeah. Italia. What is it? Forward Italy. Forward. So forward. Mm. Mm. And yeah, Bellasconi was the leader. Right? Oh, okay. Right, like, so we sound just of a high five. Um, Got to narrate. Yeah. So thanks for the thanks for the extended apology. Right and. Now. Uh, if anybody else is like, if this is your first time listening to the show, we just want to say welcome. Yeah, uh, it's not going to get better. Nope, nope. So we've just been eight minutes talking about 
arguing about maybe an Italian word, maybe. Not maybe an Italian Sorry. word. It is an Italian word. I'll give it to Michael. Yes. Okay, so if for those keeping track on your scorecards, everybody take, one, take out your workbook and mark down the... to Michael and yeah. zero to Hampton. Um, so yeah. yeah, what do you want to talk about this uh, episode? Well, we can talk about our, our trip. Right, we took a trip in between last episode. Yeah, we went to to France and to England. We did. Why did we? Well, go let's to we can just, well, yeah, we can just that, move that on from trip. there. That's pretty much. Pretty much wraps up. Go on, Hampton. Why, why? Why did we go on this trip? Well, we went on for. Well, part of it was my birthday, and part of it was his dad's birthday. Yeah. So I turned thirty-five, and Michael's dad, uh, or as I call him, Papa, uh, turned Papa. sixty. Papa. Uh, he turned sixty, so we went for like a schmancy dinner there. And what did we do in Paris? Well, we went for a dinner, a nice dinner. It was nice. Yeah. We did nice. We we had a good time. We did. We went. It's okay. So people have been uh, getting mad at me at work because I am cavalier about the travel we've done. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know, we just went around in Paris, and then we just went to London, and then we went up to Cambridge and, like, saw Michael's parents. Like, I don't know, like, hey, like, we have some friends that are, like, planning a trip to Africa, and, like, last year they were in, like, Southeast Asia, and, like, we're hanging out with elephants, and they're, like, friends that don't do a lot of stuff. And, like, we just pretty much go back to the same big cities and, like, eat delicious yeah. food and drink delicious cocktails and hang out. And it's awesome. It's how I want to spend my vacation, right? But it's not like, you know. I mean, I understand the privilege that I have in my life to be able to do these. Like, yeah. most people don't get to do this. But it also doesn't change, like, if somebody's asking me, like, how was your trip? I'm like, it was lovely. We hung out in Paris. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, like, it doesn't, I'm not, I, I, didn't, was... I didn't choose it because I'm like, my life is different now. Like, I have done, yeah. done it. Yeah, and, and I think the yeah, there's also this was kind of this wasn't like a oh like our trip to Tokyo was mm. the first time we've been there. It was very like a lot different. to say about it the first time, right? Yeah. And then you go and do things. So many like, weird things to tell them about, right? But. Whereas this time, like it was a family trip, so we went to Cambridge yeah. to see my family and like hung out with family a lot, and then you know we've been to Paris a bunch, and it's one of our nice relaxing spots. So well, also a whole other subject is like, well, I kind of like did a good chunk of work during it like not going to meetings or anything I just was like cause you got the internet and shit and like I'd just like be on my computer and like work on stuff like yeah be around um which people are like oh you shouldn't do that like you know take a vacation and I was like this isn't like it's a trip and like I like my job enough that I don't have any urge to stop like I just don't know what I'm trying to achieve. Like, yeah. well, then, so we'd be, it would be awesome. We'd like hang around our Airbnb, like, we're all places to sit, but <laughs> teeny tiny. But like, you know, lay on the bed on their laptop, like, chat with some people, you know, friends, colleagues, basically catch up with them, like, look up some stuff I've been meaning to do. I don't know. And then, like, we'd, like, maybe do something in the morning, then, you know, go out for dinner and then hang out all night and then. Yeah do it again it just it's like what i want to do i didn't want to sit there like not doing that right and a couple of less. i think i think so a couple of studies have come out recently that said the value you get from a vacation doesn't really change if you use your phone a little bit or like check your emails a little bit um and it's also peaks around day eight of your mm. vacation apparently like 
on the eighth day, that's the maximum you're ever going to get out of a vacation in terms of like relaxing before you come back to work. Um, but yeah, I think also taking a vacation is the ability not to be available at all times in some ways. Right, which I freedom. didn't have to be. Right. So then I think that's like the vacation in some ways. It's like I can be around if I want to be because I enjoy my work, but right. also I don't have to be. But then, I can like, go out for dinner and yeah. go to a cocktail bar at 3 p.m. and. But yeah, and I guess like if something did happen, like something really bad where I could have helped, like in a short term kind of way. Yeah. Like I would have, but like I wouldn't have felt. It would have, I would have just made me feel good, like because I could have helped. Not like, uh, they'll require me. Like if they didn't reach right. me, that's. Yeah, maybe it's like you get to go, like, partway off. I don't know. I think it just depends on... I mean, I think once a year I do want to do more of a vacation where I'm just, like, not available. I know. We need to We need to start planning that. Actually, send us your ideas. So we've now got Rhode Island on the list. <laughs> um, where nobody can hear you scream, yeah. Rhode Island. And then I was trying to think of other places. And I think Louisiana slash New Orleans is definitely on my list. Um, but these aren't places that I would go out of contact these are all places uh, that like wait what's a place you want to, oh like Iceland or Greenland or something no no it'd be like a weird island or a cruise ship or something those uh, are when I go yeah, like out of like, like when I'm when it is forced that I okay maybe maybe you should just give up your phone I mean, maybe but why would I do that because you're saying you want to go to a place where you can't well another one is like rent a cabin in the woods kind of thing mm. just for like a weekend or something where just like legit there's yeah. no cell service and you're like which would be fine. I just want to force myself a little bit to have a window where I just have to get myself in the um moment. Yeah. Um. Um. The um moment where I'm like, okay, nobody can get me. My parents could all be dead. Nobody's going to reach me. Yeah. Because that's immediately what I think of. Right. No one ever wants to call other than... I don't know. What do you think when your parents call? I'm like, well, who's dead? Uh, probably not. Probably not the phone that's calling me. Yeah. So I can start there, but, you know... The list of who might might be dead is long. Everyone than else, that. yeah, yeah. Anybody, I got, I got family. You know, could just horrible accidents. I don't know. Somebody's got cancer. I th- I, but I, yeah, I guess I feel that. I think your parents call more than my parents call me. Mm. So I, I think I'm more justified in my fear. Well, you've only. I mean, you got one left, basically. I got one left. Well, you've got one left. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but I also have my aunt. Something could bad could happen there. Yeah. I got true. I got nieces and shit. Like. Yeah. We got like I got dogs. My parents got dogs. Oh, that's true. Pretty old dog. Yeah, you, that's definitely gonna be a phone call. Oh yeah, that would be. Oh a phone gosh. Call. So when I first met Michael, he loves this story. I know. Gets, gets Hampton, Hampton tells it a lot. I don't think I've told on the podcast. Do we have? I don't know. We'll find out. I don't know. Um, so when I first met Michael, it was eight years ago. Yep. Okay. I have to look at him because he knows numbers. Is it? Yeah. It's about eight and a half. Eight and a half. So we're coming up on nine. I'm gonna round up. No. Wait, you met me eight and a half years ago. We're coming up on our eighth year of marriage. I don't care about marriage when I met you. Oh, okay. We yeah. got really serious really quick for some reason. And I, he was like, I was like, yeah, I'm not crazy into dogs. And he's like, looks at me like, I don't know if I can make this work. Yeah. Um, it's like the I, worst thing when someone you're like, just getting to know says, I don't really care about dogs. Yep. It's like the, like... It's, it's the it's, worst it, thing to happen it, to you. It, it's like almost confessing, like, "Oh, I don't really care about drinking," or like, "Oh, <laughs> I don't, I don't really like." I don't like food. Yeah, I don't like eating. Food. Or like, yeah, if someone's just like super into Soylent and shit, mm. I'm like, um, deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. But they'd have abs, probably. 
I yeah, so you, you yeah maybe. Mm-hmm. So you saying because you don't like dogs, you also would have had abs? Nope. There you no, go. No. So that's different then. Okay, I'll accept someone who drinks Soylent. I still won't okay. accept someone who doesn't like dogs. Well, you have <laughs> maybe for a while now. Uh, okay, so I first met him and he's like, "Yeah, my parents have dogs," and he like looks really sad. He's like, "But one of them's really old," and. We were, like, hanging out for the summer, and he's like, I don't think Cooper's gonna make it till the fall. This was, like, May. Yeah, I don't know if Cooper's gonna make it till the fall, so I had to say goodbye, and it was really hard. And I, I just think... And I'm like, oh, how old is Cooper? Like, seven. <laughs> Back then, or something. It must I have don't been. know. I, I never know how old dogs are supposed to be. Because some dogs... Can go forever. Right, to, like, 18, 19, I think. Or is that cats? I don't know. Some of them go into the late teens, and some of them, like, don't even hit 10. And I don't understand. I think it's like a breed thing. And I think the well, larger like dogs... it's like people, though, also sometimes that's have true. variable that's amounts true. that they survive. But, like, survive. some dogs, like... I think larger dogs die earlier, Some right? humans die as babies. It's true. It's amazing. It's true. But anyway, I well, just no. didn't know. <laughs> and I was worried because, you know... Like, really worried. Yeah. I just remember thinking, like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to, like, just dating this guy. He's going to just, like... We have a... This dog's, like, in the hospital. There's, like, a pacemaker running, like... A pacemaker running? Do you mean a life support machine running? No, you, well, you can get a pacemaker for a dog. Like an external pacemaker? No, an inter- well, yeah, you just put it on the side. Oh, really? We can do what it... Oh, my gosh. I'd, if you no, have sorry. money and a dog, I, I do not anything want to, that a human can have done... I, I am definitely not in extending uh, things life, be it person or animal. Well, that dog just magically turns into a puppy is what happens. Yeah, that's true. Well, no, so my parents had a dog and they paid for like a neurosurgeon to come in and put in a shunt. From their brain wow. to their like spinal cord, and it was like I'm... a twenty thousand dollars thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's and, like, and do you how... want your dog to die? So, so what? How, where's that dog now? How's he doing? Uh, I believe they put that dog down. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't laugh at that. <laughs> but, uh... It's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, well, I. I think that there were later were some more medical issues, but also right. was getting aggressive. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, that's, but not really. I don't. Anyhow, this is the thing that I have. I have just. Well, Cooper's still swallowed. alive. Oh right, so this now. dog. So this is, on our trip, I got to see Cooper, and I'm sure anyone who Cooper's doing fine. Anyone who follows me on social media, and if you don't, you should follow me on social at media. At Malray's. At Malray's, uh, I was posting a lot of Cooper pics. Um, but he's doing well. Well, yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's, he's doesn't a, have a lot of teeth. Can't really bit, see. He's a little bit. Oh, can't hear. Sorry, yeah. he can't hear. He can see. Right. Um, a little bit, a little bit deaf. Um, but at this point, it's like, okay, Cooper is now old. Yeah. Like we're officially an but old. He still zone. seems. He still seems pretty. Yeah, I mean, he's still around. He's Sprite, hanging out. Yeah, right. He knows. He knows who you are. He knows that I'm lovely. Yeah. Uh, my parents' other dog, or the middle of the three. We're not going to talk about this okay. dog, are we? Okay. No. Uh, other funny thing that was um, okay, so I'm gonna talk about it. Um, so the middle dog that my parents have, they adopted, and well, I guess you adopt all dogs. Uh, you, you don't really birth dogs. <laughs> I guess I guess you could, you could have a dog who had yeah. puppies while you owned the dog. No, but your mom did fake a water birth, which is yeah, weird. no, they, it was creepy. Yeah, um, they could have drowned yeah, a puppy for yeah, a second, yeah, and then it and just, then just shot brought out. it up. Yeah. Um, kind of like Simba. Yeah, so um, to say, and they were playing the Lion King music. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's creepy, but it, it's kind of normal for the UK. <laughs> um, and then, so the middle one they adopted, and 
there's warm beer and and warm and, water bathing right uh, puppies. puppies. Um, and so the middle dog they, they got as a rescue from this other family, and Mia, the dog's name, uh, is very fickle. Um, she does not like Hampton. No, like, she does not at all. No. Apparently, she she doesn't like other people more. So she barks and runs away as soon as some people come in. Hampton, she just kind of like looks at warily. Yeah, it's um, taken a long time to yeah. get here. Uh, I she she but with me she's fine she cuddles with me uh, she, even though I didn't know her that much. Um, yes, right. Yeah. So Mia, like two Cavalier King Charles, King Charles dogs, Cooper, who's older and very sweet and loving, then Mia, who looks at me like distrustingly. Which okay, when your mother-in-law loves dogs and she has dogs and one dog doesn't like you. That's basically a trope for, yeah. uh-oh, your mother-in-law is not going to like you because, you know, dogs see something. I think I saw that in the last Will Ferrell movie. Yeah, it's totally that thing, right? But it's real. But, but, your mom's best, whatever best friends, yeah. Mia hates, too. Yeah. So I felt pretty yeah. good. So and they were like, much more. free pass. Yeah, I got a little bit of free pass here. Uh, the other dogs were cool with. And yeah, I so like, my parents have a super young black lab yeah. who just loves everyone and is a little bit of an idiot. Um, but, but she like, loves Hampton. But Hampton doesn't like her. No. Okay, wait. Well, okay. So this dog has a tail that is like a giant. This is now the youngest. Is he the youngest? It's a giant dog, though. Giant. This is right. a like. So they have two. Really this is a tiny horse that's walking around right. the place, and it has a tail that I would only say is like a. If you just took your arm and just started whipping it back and forth, but and it's they have a at, very low. No, it's it's a coffee table height. They have a coffee table height. Coffee table. In front of their couch, and they always try to bring us wine, which is great. I love but in your parents. Stemware. In stemware. And the dog is walking around with this arm, like, tail, but this arm just fucking flailing. And I'm always like, oh, oh. No, everyone is. Everyone as is. Soon as, as soon as Izzy starts walking around, everyone, like, leans yeah, over. Yeah, this tail is just ready to destroy, and she'll just stand there, and I'll be like, boom, 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 boom. Just boom. hitting shit, like, and kind of is unaware. So, you know, what I'm saying. Is just chop it the fuck oh, off real fast. No. Okay, uh, Izzy doesn't know she has a tail clearly because it'll it, just like it's part of the fucking spine, dude. Yeah, but that doesn't. That means it has nerves in it and shit. Are you coming as a biologist? That's like the crap. I mean, nerve bundles not, are I'm different not, than nerves. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying it. Yeah, but her tail is just knocking against shit all the time, and it must hurt, because it sounds like it hurts. It's like her tail's just, like, whacking hard. She can't help it. It's all autonomic. But she's so happy all the time. Anyhow, okay, so, this middle dog Mia, though, the little one who's just... I've been working hard. We, yeah. We're not... I mean, so, I lived in the UK for, like, two and a half years, something like that, and, like... During that time, we hung out a lot of your parents' house, and I tried with Mia to warm up, like, whatever. And every time I come back... You know, this time was much better, right? So we were there three weeks yeah. ago, and Mia's, like, not super angry I'm there. Yeah. She almost will let me pet her, like, but then she'll realize it's somebody else, and then just like, nope. Okay, so we met Michael's brother's girlfriend. So it's a whole... Mm-hmm. My future sister-in-law. Right. Because he's not going to do any better, and unless he screws up, he should marry this woman. So we hadn't met her yet, like, Michael's younger brother... So we're like, okay, finally, like, yeah, whatever. So <laughs> we start joking about how Mia hates both of us, 
and any stranger. And she's like, I'm on a mission to make Mia like me. And I was like, haha, you just try it. It's taken me eight years and I still can't give me it. So it was like the, 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 what do you call them? The spouses, not spouses. Spouses, in-laws. Yeah, I'm like the in-laws. I don't know. There should be a word for that. Like who the kids are married to. Mm -hmm. Cause, cause they have like, I have a special bond with Shay, like my sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hampton's brother's wife. And I really, really, really like Holly. She's awesome. Um, so we're like talking about this. We leave a week later. There's a video. She has successfully cracked Mia. Yeah. There is a video of Mia up on her lap, licking her face. I was enraged. Yep. Yeah. It was pretty. This it, will not stand. Yeah. Holly and I are now enemies because she I know. got Mia. I know. And so now we're booking flights. Yeah, I gotta like, I gotta yeah. get there. Yeah, it was pretty uh, crazy. Another crazy thing that happened at my parents' house oh. is. The farm. Because what I just told that story was crazy. That was off the hook. Off the hooks. Hashtag off the hooks. Mad Lads. Uh, <laughs> the other thing that happened. So my parents back onto a farm, and I didn't realize this was a thing. But is that a sexual euphemism? No. Shooting season began the oh, day yeah. or like the Saturday we were in, oh, in my at my parents' house. So do you remember this as a kid? I ve- I don't remember shooting season. Okay, okay, just like right. I remember guns. Like you can go back, go back to your story. Sorry, yeah, just, no, I was right. curious myself. No, because this is you know I had guns from my bedroom window as a child. Um, Detroit, that's racist. Um, nah. uh, so the so we were the farmer is like we're having breakfast. Oh, sorry, we weren't having breakfast. With the farmer, the farmer sells tickets to the shooting season, and. Um, like the first day of it and we're eating breakfast and all of a sudden we hear all this shooting and what happens is they ship in little tiny birds from France they put them in the field behind my parents house like the, like a week before feed them and get them and then basically like rich people pay to come and shoot these birds on the first like uh, on the hunting like it was the, the whatever the 9th of September it was crazy. These birds were, like, trying to flee into my parents' backyard. Yeah, they did. There was a, a big, giant French pheasant like, yeah. flew into their yard. I am I am just, like, so weirded out. And my parents were like, oh, yeah, it's kind of weird. And I'm like, yes, it's really, really weird that you would pay. It's, like, 2,000, 3,000 pounds. Yeah, it's not cheap. To, like, bring your gun and get driven around this field. I mean, it, I, I call it a field. It's not, like, a football field size. It's, like, massive. No, it's bigger, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, like kill them and then the farmer like charges an extra fee to like dress them for you so like yeah. you which take them hilariously dressing means undressing Goldberg. it does, it does. take the feathers yeah. off yeah. uh well okay let me okay so first of all a couple things about your story that I wanna ooh expand upon expand upon only because like I feel like some of our uh American people and I don't know if British people would understand like the picture you're painting here because I feel like your parents housing situation is not, it's odd to me, at least. It, I still don't know anything. It's definitely like not it. a posh place. It live. is a posh place. No, it's not. I don't think it's like a. It's not like they live on like a farm themselves in the middle of nowhere. No, but okay. Well, talk, I a, think your parents live in a very nice place. That is, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. It's not a but it's, a, it's like a housing complex. Well, we call it a suburb. It's basically a housing development. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. done in the like late nineties kind of thing. Right, and so it's housing development, uh, and. They have a yard that I would say is like four meters by ten meters. What? That's so European. 
Well, what is that for our American listeners? I am not. Okay, but that's a whole other rant. We're just gonna. I'm gonna use meters in Celsius my life, and everybody else can just f off. Yeah. Um, so, I'm gonna be part of the solution. I'm not gonna <laughs> let fucking oh, nativist, goddamn Americans bully people into not using the system everybody else uses. Anyhow, and if you don't know what 10 meters by 4 meters is, just kind of stretch your arms out. That's about a meter. That's what? a little longer than a meter. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. I don't know what size you are. Um, <laughs> it's like a yard. Yeah. Like that a is 10 by... Uh, a yard. That, okay. That so anyway, but it's like a lovely little, I would say, green manicured. Like an American grass. Just in the, like, it's a grassy little plot of land kind of thing. A backyard that's like... But this, like, four meters by ten kind of thing. And then right behind it are a little bit of trees. I think you might call it a thicket. Or is that kind of a thicket? It could be, yeah. You okay, a couple trees. A, a thin, thin amount of trees. And then just, like, some dirt. Yeah. And it's, like, far away you can see some trees. Uh, sometimes they're growing stuff in that field, but mostly it just looks like a but dirt But the, the trees field. that you described far away... Yeah, or <laughs> the other side. That's also a field. And he was growing some tree trees? shit. Oh. Um, so when I grew up, that was... Um, like canola plant, mm-hmm. like the yellow stuff, um, in the far one, yeah, and then in, seed. in the UK, it's called rapeseed. I get, rape seed. I get that. Trigger not, warning. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, 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 that is a weird term. Even saying and growing up, it was weird. Um, why are they getting out? I don't know. Anyhow, um, that's canola, why I call canola's it lovely. Canola oil. Canola's lovely. Um, so the far one was canola. So he planted something else. I like canola. Was closer also. Uh, sometimes that was also. Yeah, when I so I think they they they've left it fallow a couple of for times. a while. Yes, yeah, yeah. we've been there. Anyhow, so that's that's their backyard situation. But also, I like that um, your family just says the farmer, oh, which yeah. sounds like Peter Rabbit to me. It does so right? much. Yeah. Like I don't know this guy's name. I've never met him, but there was like I was talking to the farmer. Yeah, and it's all in like capital letter. Or like, sorry, the T is capitalized and the <laughs> yeah. F is capitalized. Like. It's it like the farmer brought in pigeons, and, and I'm like, a, I can. Only, only, it's only tra- It's like sorry, it's suspenders, and there's no head. It's just like his work work gear. Suspenders. Oh my god! The farmer wears suspenders. Yeah, with like uh, not not jeans. Oh, like dungarees, like waiters. Yeah, yeah, like waiters. Oh, okay. Wait, waiters. No, he doesn't wear a waiter. Is what you're saying? Mm-mm. Um. No, like so I haven't, I haven't met the wait. I haven't met the farmer. Sorry, the farmer. See, right. I haven't met the farmer, and and all I know uh, in my head, he now holds a gun because he does shoot. We've and heard. Then I'm assuming he wears like barber jackets and like uh, has a like a, a flat cap or something. I don't. I've never met him though. Anyhow, I just think your parents' life's really weird. Yeah, but yeah, it's like they have like a windy road kind of like yeah. suburb suburb housing development yeah with cute little like brick houses all roughly combinations of the same but very british looking and it's like double the size of the village i think when they built it roughly so swayze is the village it's in and then like they put this little housing estate on the side and like triple the size of this old little village so that's yeah anyway i just think it's and then yeah so this little green manicured lawn like we got barbecues in like a bird flew in yeah, it it was it trying is. to escape and it jumped by the way they have it a little yeah they have I like mean, a four foot fence in the back like not very tall i don't know what's keeping out i don't know oh like dogs getting out 
is what it's yeah. okay anyway but then like this he just jumps over it yeah. it was like a it's maybe uh see i use feet for this what would be this in it meters like a third of a meter <laughs> third it's it's like a foot tall anyhow yeah uh and it like just jumps straight up four yeah. feet and lands on the inside it's not like it's flapping its wings either, no, like some sort just, of like yeah, chicken. It must jump. have like really strong legs. Yeah, it just like boink, and then yeah. I thought it would be like you know, yeah, like chickens can kind of jump. Yeah, yeah, feet, yeah, right? yeah. Like no, and they're no, like no. flapping. Yeah. It's just like a this boink. Like a boink. I saw it. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And then it kind of walks along, and me and his mom are like, "Stay inside. It's fine. Just hide here." <laughs> no, right? You just stay stay on this side of the fence. They can't get you on this right. side of the fence. It's like well, you're watching a horror movie. Like this is the this is the last girl in yeah. the horror movie the jumping over the fence <laughs> running into safety and you're like yes yes and then, and then she starts to run up the stairs and you're like what the fuck are you doing the pheasant ran back oh, wait, into you the try, field you try the front door you try for the front door. Yeah. you're like I give up yeah oh my and gosh. Then, okay it like ran like a meter yeah no it ran four meters it ran to the other side of the lawn I don't think it went that far anyhow then it just gives up and jumps back over we're like no no stop it we'll take care of you we'll we'll take care of you and eat you yeah I was saying if we let the dogs out I could make I don't want to wait would you dress it yeah absolutely I would jeez no I've watched I've watched MasterChef enough times to know I do not want to gut anything okay look I don't want to gut one this isn't like a top 10 thing I'm saying Walking Dead situation I will do it. Well, I don't want to, but if somebody's going to shoot this thing... I'm not like Mark Zuckerberg. I'd rather not pay for it. Well, wait, nor would I go and pay $2,000 for the chance to murder it for fun. that's so fucked up, right? It's just like, there's a million things they could be doing. For that same price, they could be at a five-star restaurant. Yep. A three-star restaurant for a second. They could be donating money. They could... Who wants to do that? I know, you don't need to in socialist countries. Nope. But... Yeah, no, it's so messed up. Um, anyway, what else do we do? Oh, uh, world's best bars. Mm. Talk about that a little bit. So we've been, um, to, we've been to a couple. Yeah. So um, so we went to Dead Rabbit, um, which is the number one rated bar in the world according wait, wait. to. Yeah, there we go. You gotta worlds50bestbars.com, and because anybody can name the world's best bar. Well, theoretically, you could put on a oh, sign oh, right, right, in front right, right, of right, right. a, a yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. We have the best booze in the whole yeah. country yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, these are some legit this, lists yeah. there's a couple of them yeah and like sure this is one of them uh so there are basically two we used uh, there's tales of the cocktail um which is a conference you can go to yeah in, in new orleans, new orleans in, like which i want to go we've never been but it's for industry like, kind of people yeah it's only and, bartenders who go and, and bar right. owners and stuff but i mean you can also go as a civvy yeah and just like get drunk with them and hang out and um, like probably get free drinks at some other bar. Oh yeah, some other time. That's um, what I'm hoping. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that one, and then there's worlds50bestbars.com. Um, and so worlds50bestbars.com has their 2016 list, and the top five bars in the world are number one, Dead Rabbit. Uh, number two is the Savoy. It's the American bar. At Wait, the Savoy. first one's New York. Second one's London. Third one's London. Fourth one's London. Fifth one's back in New York. Um, and they're actually coming out with their 2017 list in um, a f- like a week or so. It's on October the 5th. Uh, I'm pretty excited. Um, but we're like, okay, we live in New York. We're going to London. Um, were none of the Paris ones we went to count? They, they were in the top 50. Somewhere. Okay. And I'll, yeah, I can talk about them. Um, Sorry, because... There were a couple in Paris that we went to that were really, really good. 
Um, and yeah. the top five, though, were in split between London and New York, and so we're in London, and we're like, okay, let's like check off the top five. Um, so we went to the top of the five, we went to the three in London, so it's the American Bar at the Savoy in London, uh, Dandelion, which is in the Mondrian, mm. it's on the South Bank, and the Connaught Bar in the Connaught Hotel, um, just east of Hyde Park, near Grosvenor Square-ish. Um, I thought they were all good. My, I was really disappointed in the number two, the American Bar at the Savoy. Mm. Um, the Savoy has a very, very... Um, Wait, it's an experience. It is an experience. You would recommend people to go. Sure. Not, yes, right, I mean, right. Definitely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and if you... Yeah. Um, Whether or not it should... It is Quite be the best bar in the world. Second, yeah. Second, um, like because apparently Dead Rabbit only overtook it last year or the year before. Um, so wait, I think we both agree Dead Rabbit for best bar in the world is maybe a good call. I think Dead Rabbit is the best it, bar in the world. Yeah, the, the, I think I've been to right. The, like I think we were both yeah. like okay. I can Espe- see why so getting to the second floor. By the way, that's the whole thing you have to wait for yeah. the like salon or something. Or they call lounge, it the lounge. Yeah, yeah. It's the second floor. Or if you're European first floor, uh, <laughs> like no, that's the that's yeah. where you go, and like you will have we've haven't done better yet. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But so, these other ones, maybe there's a lot of toss up. I feel like I don't have a clear number two. Well, I mean, I'm guessing that like okay, so the American Bar at the Savoy has a lot of. Uh, prestige uh, mm. like it's been going since like 19 like maybe Church- even 1800s yeah, like, it's, like, it's like Churchill Judy Garland like yeah. the oh, photos on the walls of people who've been there is like it's um, and it's it is and they very have, 1950s we classy. have the Savoy cocktail book yeah it's, it's one of the classic. most famous cocktail books yeah. um, the service absolutely was amazing. great like very um, not uh, French but it is almost though like yeah. very like he a, up yeah, the guy was like a white um, jacket with like like a, no sorry like a cream jacket, white shirt, black bow tie, like a waistcoat, um, yeah, like oh how Very can formal. I help you? There's start? a there's a fancy like, piano player who was yeah. doing who's great actually probably yeah. one of the best. Yeah, like, he was doing La La Land songs as yeah, well yeah. as like the old standards and like like if you watch La La Land, you're like I wish you could go to the bar with that level of pianist was yeah. playing. That's the Savoy. Um, no, that that was great, but the they were trying to do some creative cocktails. The menu was beautiful. I think every oh, place we went to had a menu great menu these days. Absolutely they, cool. All yeah. these bars have realized that a menu yeah. gets you a lot of buy-in. Yeah. Uh, the cocktails we ordered off the menu were okay, and they tried doing some, like, uh, platings. Like, a lot of the fanciest bars in the world, they do, like... Um, and I, I, I love it. They do some kind of, like... You know, I think uh, the Savoy, there was a gear kind of thing it looked mm-hmm. like it was about the industrial revolution so yeah, it was yeah. a gear so, with a mirror on it so the menu um, um, very briefly is uh, a trip through England so well, sorry a trip through the UK so you start off on the south coast in Kent you go to London and it's like Art Deco-ish and then you go to like Nottingham Forest and then it's forest themed cocktails and then you go to like the Pennines and it's all industrial revolution so you get like a lot of cogs and a lot of like smoky things um and, like, the cocktails were co- a couple of them if you ordered them right. I mean, obviously, they would do classics because that was their whole shtick anyway. Yeah, yeah. But they would come... Like, the cog was made of wood, and, like, it was kind of cracking a little bit. And, like, yeah. there was some... The cocktails themselves weren't 
They were a, super great. They were they were they were good. They were good. They weren't great. They weren't great. Like pretty um, much everybody else in the top five had better cocktails. Yes, yeah, like I agree. easy. But um, you get all this thing, and you're like looking at a picture behind you, and you're like in this exact same seat, yeah. like Frank Sinatra sat, yeah. or the Queen came yeah. once, like the cachet. Is. It's just every famous person ever before 1980, yeah. probably after, yeah. has been there, and it's, and it's super fun. Um, it, was, it was a it was a very historic experience, yeah. and uh, I felt very fancy doing it. Yes. But then again, we went to the Connacht, which is a... Connacht. Connacht, which is a uh, part of Ireland, weirdly. It is. Uh, but it's in London, London in a schmancy hotel in the schmanciest area of London. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, in a way, fancier. Yeah. Definitely. So this like, was number four in the world. Yeah. Which I put in a t-shirt. Yeah. I think I did have a jacket. It was just hot out, so I kept taking my jacket off, and then I just had a t-shirt on, which... Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Wait, can I make my joke or is it too too on too on the nose? I, I don't know which joke. My Connacht. No, okay, my joke about Connacht was it was like flying first class on Aeroflot. Um and I am so glad that uh I am not a Brexit type of, type of person. I'm glad that we have such a different people in London. But it's funny, every single server there was clearly Russian or Ukrainian, some uh, near near language Polish, there. Yeah. Um, um, and it the, was so, they were so formal, so perfect, and it was just like the kind of like bowing with a tray kind of thing. I would say it was like the the drinks attitude. were really good. I really enjoyed them. Inventive and yeah, different. Yeah. That um, it's funny that was more formal and more inventive, yeah. which is interesting because you're like, oh, that's you wouldn't yeah. think you would think formal less inventive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the drinks, uh, they, they, they were separated by, like, it was, like, earth, air, wind, and, uh... Yeah, they separate the menus, yeah. Fire and water. And the fire ones weren't spicy, because this is the UK. They were, like, <laughs> um, uh, almost, uh, like, lava. Like, um, they had, like, charcoal. Oh, yeah, there was charcoal like, in one. Like, full-out like, charcoal. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, black-colored. And it was... Yeah. I liked they it. They were really good. I really liked it. The cocktails were really good, though. Um, but definitely, like, Art Deco-ish. Um, yeah, cool. Dandelion, I think, was my favorite. Um, so that also won best hotel bar at the Spirit Tales of the Tales of the Cocktail Tales, yeah, whatever. Tale of the Cocktail Awards. Um, it's on the South Bank. That was I love the interior. Um, Hampton was less on the this interior. Is a whole other place. Yeah, you look out straight over the Thames, looking yeah. like uh, I mean, like St. Paul's. Yeah. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. And people are like walking past the window, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, we were sitting, and it's like everybody's there were like joggers, people walking home yeah. along the Thames. Like it was very like yeah. very 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 central London. Yeah, and uh, no, I really liked it. I didn't. The cocktails. I didn't so they were. Uh, it was in one of those almost field note sized books, and separated again by weird arbitrary distinctions. All of them were very, um, so it's called Modern Botany, or, sorry, uh, the mm. tagline is yeah, modern, modern Botany, botany yeah. and they did have a kind of theme of weird vegetal stuff. Um, I really like those. Um, so those were, and then we went to Attaboy last night, actually. Yeah, which is here in New York, so that was our final. In- the <laughs> final one of the top five. Yeah. Before the new list comes out, and we did um, it in one month. Do we pull it off? I think we pulled it off in one month. All five yeah. top, all top five bars in the world. world. We did in one month, which just because we got lucky that we live in New York and went to London. Yeah. 
and obviously it's cute. I think that they're probably that is clearly a bias think, yeah. in the list. <laughs> yeah. Like we don't actually feel that there's no better place in the world, but still, for a weird thing to check off your list, we we did pull off a thing that we didn't yeah. think, like. That's where we kind of went last night. We were like, yeah. Or Michael's in like, okay, if we do this, yeah. Like a, a couple you drinks. know, you got to set, set yourself goals. Yeah, Attaboy is great. Uh, Attaboy is great. Um, so really it's made it. by the Milk and Honey people. If you went to Milk and Honey in New York a bit ago, um, they don't have a menu, so they ask you what you're feeling like. Yeah, we like sat down, and the guy's like, "So what'd you like? Can you give me any?" Yeah. And we we're like, even so, so we obviously we go to fancy bars, right? This is our whole thing. I've never had a place like not give me anything to Wait, look at. Milk and Honey used to do that as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it like, and I was like, okay, well, this is that kind of level. And they're going to ask, like, spirit forward or not. So that means just, like, straight booze or not. Or roughly. Well, it's usually spirit or citrus. Yeah. And I'm like, spirit forward. He's yeah. usually, like, citrus. Um, well, for my thoughts, usually. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, what types of base liquors do you like? You know, gin, vodka. Yeah, spirita, vegetable. Yeah. I guess we're giving a mini guide on to do in these situations yeah we could uh, yeah vegetableness fruitiness they want to yep. know um, bitter I have to say no bitter no spicy yeah because I don't like bitter or spicy as much as I try yeah but, well, um, but then mean, wait I like spicy I just find a cocktail as soon as it's spicy I just it blasts me every time and this, I is, this is what I feel about me, spicy food in America like spicy okay. food in America is just like but bitter does the same thing for me it blasts out all flavors yeah. I'm like they're like, oh, I put a little Campari in this. And I'm like, yep, not going to be able to taste it. Yeah. Not going to be able to taste anything else. My, like, brain just registers yeah. the flavor so high that I, like, can't taste anything else. I want to be like, you could put a drop of bitter. Yeah. But whatever, maybe it should be, like, whatever amount of bitter you'd normally put in, just take it down to a tenth. Yeah. And then I'd probably like it. And I would taste it. I, I feel like, and if people don't like spicy. I always, always want to, so yeah. I always want to ask people to put on like so much sriracha and shit. Like, they don't do taste you taste much. any flavors apart from the sriracha, or is it just like, sorry, if I put ketchup on shit, I don't taste anything but ketchup, and I'm fine with that. Like, I don't have a chip with or like a fry with ketchup on it because I want to taste the fry. Really? I taste the ketchup. Or like, yeah. if I douse vinegar on something or HP sauce, you want to taste vinegar? Yeah. Wait, so much, why don't you just eat vinegar then? It'd be much better for your diet. I mean, you eat salt. So I much. do eat I salt. Mean, yeah. So I'm I'm a living. If we had of vinegar this. in our house, I would totally do that. Really? I I sip teaspoons of it. Like, um, <sighs> um, no. So Attaboy was great. Um, the cocktails were on point. Yeah. And definitely what I asked for without having a menu. So like, I feel like I could have asked for anything, and I would have gotten exactly what I wanted. However, a couple of the ones we ordered, I had made a home or like yeah, had made a variation of home, and like that for me was a little like shrug. Well, let's be clear: if you're listening to this, you probably haven't made these things at home. Yeah, maybe not. And maybe, maybe, but like, I mean, so it's, uh, sorry, like Bijou, uh, so Bijou, I got a high park swizzle for one of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was just like I asked for something gin forward with like citrus, and I got that. And, and they were great, yeah. But they well, were I've made tradition, like they, they were less inventive, they were maybe. Yeah, yeah, more classics, definitely, less definitely inventive. Classics. Like there was no uh, weird charcoal infused, right? Sure, or like whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. craziness, um, or like the smells of the rainforest. Sure, it was more like which 
I, it was it was great. Like I, I no, yeah, it was I don't, a gorgeous I don't, interior. Yeah, well. it's and the service was really great. So. Yeah, the service was great. Um, also, in Paris, we went to two places who were also on the list. Little Red Door and Candelaria. If you're going to Paris, you should totally go to those. They're right uh, a, bl- a block away from each other. I was doing air quotes. I realized you can't see that. Block, yeah. um, but uh, like on the street over, uh, Candelaria is in the back of a taco diner type place or like a place like that. Yeah, really, really great cocktails. All really interesting, inspired by like Mexican lore and stuff. Yeah. And you can spin like a little spinner if you can't decide on the front of the menu. Uh, Little Red Door had gorgeous menu, absolutely beautiful, and everything was named after like um, architecture types, I guess. And so like I got a brutalism, and Hampton got a modernism, and then yeah, we got a primitivism, and then it was really really interesting. There. Uh, their take oh, on how do you boil down cocktails something more abstract uh, yeah, Maybe, yeah. Um, and the brutalism yeah it was amazing it came in like a, a concrete cylinder with like deep fried flowers on top and it was yeah, those are pretty good actually yeah. um, they, tape, they taste like deep fried yeah so I was into it and the cocktails both that and in Candelario were really really good well I feel um, like if there's a lesson from us you should always drink fancy things yes or sorry if you're gonna drink you should drink fancy things. And you should always drink fancy things. Yeah, wait, Therefore, what is that? you should always drink. A, B, D, yeah. F, T. Always be drinking fancy things. Exactly. A, B, D, F, T. If you're going to do the liver damage, do it right. Right, exactly. And always do the liver damage. Always. Always. All right, folks. Well, this is end of episode three. If yeah. you have any complaints, email malrays at gmail.com. <laughs> and if you have any compliments, email hcatlin at gmail.com. Uh, well, this, such is, an ass. this has been a great, this has been a great episode, really. Catch you on the flip side. Yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Uh, and if you want to keep making these, uh, seriously, email hcatlin at Oh my gosh, you're doing my mother goodbye. Like, my, like a British goodbye is like, Oh, I'm, okay, we're saying goodbye right now. Okay, no, like, oh, right, I'll see you, yep, see you soon. And then if you want to chat, okay, we'll chat again soon. And then, You can like, find me on Instagram at hcatlin, and you can find me on Twitter with hcatlin. I'm on Signal as hcatlin. I'm on Instacart as hcatlin. And if you have any complaints, Malray's at Twitter, Malray's, Malray's at, at Twitter. Instagram. Mallory's at gmail. Great job. Alright, go do something useful over the day. Bye.